This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, folks. Remember, the first repeat of the program is 10 p.m. Eastern Time on both AMI-audio and AMI-TV. Then you got us at 1 a.m. in the morning on AMI-TV and 6 a.m. in the morning on AMI-audio. Thanks a lot, folks. Whenever you get a chance to, to listen to the program, we appreciate it. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Listen to the show at your convenience in segment form or the complete Kelly and Rumya podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald, sitting at the Home Studio London, Ontario, on main campus in Toronto at the studio there, Ramya Muthan. And we get to our tech talk as we do every Monday with Michael Babcock. App news, device reviews, security advice, and more. It's time to talk tech with me, Michael Babcock. Get your dose of ever-changing technology knowledge right here on Kelly and Ramya. We're starting with a bit of a throwback, Mike. We're uh, talking about your new ham radio. Now, was this a gift for you, or did you get it for yourself? What's going on? Uh, I would say uh, it was a gift from myself to myself. Mm. Does that work? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, did we know you were uh, into ham radio? Mm, yeah. No, because I didn't know I was doing okay. it. Uh, so, uh, to be fully transparent, uh, the the gift that I got myself. The uh, ham radio is a portable handheld uh, dual band radio. So it'll do two meters and 70 centimeters. Um, and it is the MD UV 380. Um, and that's kind of important because by default, like the previous version that I had, which was the GD 77, uh, the radio itself wasn't accessible. So um, I'm going to hold the radio up now. And for those who can't see, it has two knobs at the top with an antenna. And then underneath that my hand was just covering it is the keypad. And this keypad is what controls the radio itself. And that radio uh, is is great, except for none of the things talk and all of the beeps are the same beep. So I mm. uh, had to be able to go in and update the firmware on this radio. Um, it also gave me that that will give me the ability. And we'll talk about why I say will shortly uh, ability to talk uh, to have the radio talk to me. Uh, but this one, unlike my GD 77, which is the radio I got a couple of years ago, the handheld radio I got a couple of years ago has better sound and potentially has a better USB. Uh, I'm sorry, better receiver. Now let's be fully transparent though. The the main reason I got this new radio is because I lost the screws on the GD 77 belt clip and I had to be more <laughs> official and get a radio with an actual belt clip. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's easy to do, right? Cause you move around and if you do, oh, I better bend over and pick this up. Boom! Sometimes you you could literally break them off with those uh-huh. with those units. That's that's really that's really amazing. When I was more active, uh, I I was staunch Kenwood and and, and Yesu stuff for the most part. Uh, but that tells you how long ago. What well, when we're talking about? What's that, sir? Uh, just real quick, Kenwood and Ye- Yesu are still great things. I used to have a Yesu VX five R, I think, and though it didn't talk, it beeped in different tones, so you knew what was going ways. on. Um, yeah. The the problem I have with Kenwood right now is I don't have the money to invest into them, and so these uh, <laughs> cheaper radios I was able to get for about 115 Canadian. 
Wow, that's pretty good. I will say yeah. that. That's amazing. Um, I was going to go doing some looking uh, when I was last in Toronto thinking, yeah, you know what? I should think about getting some equipment. It's a bit different now than the many moons ago. Michael, when it comes to this unit, since I'm doing the thinking too, what does someone need to think about regarding that accessibility you're kind of referencing and talking about if they order this radio? Yeah, so both of these models, and, and first of all, I want to point you at blindhams.com because right. that yes. is a great centralized resource to get more references. Um, these This radio that I got plays a loud uh, Motorola-sounding tone when you turn it on for the first time, and then I get super excited because it came on and said one, and I'm like, oh, oh, well, that's oh. interesting. Maybe what I read was not correct. And then I turned the knob on the top, and it went to two through five, and then I went back to one and realized that's the only thing it read to me was the channel number. So uh, be aware that you have to go and flash the firmware in order to get this radio to talk to you and uh, in order for you to build independently use it. Mm. Um, how has your experience been thus far with the radio? So I'm either having issues with parallels on the map, because you know me, I can't just do it the normal way and get a Windows laptop <laughs> and, and set it up. So I'm yeah. trying to do it through parallels, and I've had no success with getting the driver, I don't miss Windows drivers, to uh, recognize the radio. So it hasn't been the best. I'm going to grab one of the Windows laptops later today and uh, try that, because I really like the freedom that you get when you have your own text-to-speech, not text-to-speech, but your own voice output on the radio, and you can set your own frequency and not have to check with one of the kids to make sure that you're broadcasting on the right frequency. Fantastic. Good. Okay, Michael. Audio Hijack is a tool on the Mac that you use with regularity. Can you help people understand, understand a little more, especially those who are not aware of it? Uh, what, what is it? Yeah, so this is a cool tool, and it's one of the things that keeps bringing me back over to the Mac is the way that you can route audio um, on the Mac. Audio Hijack is a tool that will let you um, send and receive audio from both hardware and uh, software devices. And you can also, and they call these blocks. Um, audio Hijack works on a session model. So you open Audio Hijack and you make a new session. Inside of these sessions, you have blocks. So for example, you have an input block or an application block. You add these to the session. So I tell some people, add them to the canvas of the session that you're working on and then order them the way you want them to be. Uh, by default, it's going to automatically connect uh, the outputs of inputs to the inputs of outputs. That might sound confusing, <laughs> but uh, when you're playing with it, you'll, you'll realize what it's talking about. And then a lot of podcasters use Audio Hijack both to record audio, but to also sweeten the audio that they have because you can run effects on uh, the audio. Uh, two things that I'll mention for sight-impaired individuals, especially using voiceover, um, if you're using voiceover, don't use your voiceover modifier keys and just use the arrow keys to navigate mm. around your blocks. Um, listen to what voiceover is telling you because it'll tell you the position of those blocks. And if you're in manual edit mode, which means you can manually connect the wires, use your VO left and right arrow keys to get to the input and output uh, wires respectively. 
And uh, what I do is I press VO shift M to get to the context menu of that wire. And then you just pick, oh, I want to connect this output to this recorder, or I want to connect this output, this input to uh, this this switch or something, however you have your thing set up. Um, and I really am fond of the manual connections. Did you uh, learn about using this, especially with the voiceover modifier keys and all the nuances uh, somewhere particular, or do you just trial and error it? So I have this problem with not following directions, mm -hmm. um, and voiceover does great at giving you the directions you need in order to be successful with it. I hit the ground running uh, Allison Sheridan at podfeet.com. Um, she did a great job at explaining how the previous version of Audio Hijack worked with voiceover, and then I just took that knowledge and applied it to their newest versions. Okay, cool. Uh, also, the developer um, of Audio Hijack made an announcement. What functionality did they add? They are adding transcription blocks to version 4.3. So this would give you the ability to get a transcript from your recorder. Uh, I was getting frustrated because I it appeared that the transcripts weren't working. And I'm like, well, well, I can't just tell them I didn't do anything for preparation for the show. And then I realized that by default, the uh, audio hijack saves your transcripts in an audio hijack folder in your documents, not with your other audio hijack files. So just be aware of that. And then it saves it as a TXT document. It appears it's going to do... Um, uh, person identification, but that doesn't seem to be working, at least from the testing that I did over the weekend. So can you explain how this might fit into somebody's workflow, Mike? Certainly. So one of the things that I do right now is I record my voiceover demos with a session that has a input device in the top left corner and then voiceover below that. And then two recorders stacked on top of each other and an output uh, device or block. And that output plays for me the voiceover sounds. I take those two recorded tracks, bring them into Reaper and then edit them, which is what I'm going to do anyways. And then mm -hmm. I send them into Alphonic to get a transcript transcript. Um, and adding the uh, transcript ability to Audio Hijack, when I'm recording the audio itself, that'll give me that transcript right there. And then if I know, oh, I made an edit point, or I can just say the word edit in the recording and then go find that tar time marker to speed up my editing ability. And I'll know, oh, that's a you know, 37 seconds into the audio, I need to cut that. Uh, so that'll help. And then it'll also help with giving me automated transcript uh, summaries as well. Okay. It sounds like a really great uh, tool to use along with other tools you're already using with audio. And the same company, Mike, produces a tool called Loopback. What's Loopback? So Loopback is a virtual mixer. Um, it allows you to connect audio from different applications or devices. Uh, I use Loopback to make my experience with the vocaster be so you guys don't hear voiceover, hopefully most of the time. Uh, and so what Loopback does is it grabs the audio from the what's called channel five in my vocaster and sends that both to the left and right channel. And then uh, my microphone is isolated. So if you need a mixer, or a tool to help you with connecting uh, different applications and modifying the way that sound that sound is, then you can uh, use Loopback to send that audio where you need to. Do I need Audio Hijack or Loopback or both of them to do this? 
to be frank, you might as well get both of them. Because when mm. you get one of them, you're going to be yeah. wanting to do other things with it. Uh, maybe not. But if if you think you're going to, you might as well get them both. Um, Rogue Amoeba has a bundle deal for 180 Canadian, uh, which saves you 45 Canadian um, in order to get both of those together i did not buy them together and i'm kicking myself because uh, i ended up having to pay for both of them separately and now i use both of them on a regular basis so check out the bundles that are available as well okay uh do you want to tell us about gboard i believe that's how you call it um on android it's getting a new scan text ocr feature so at first, I didn't understand this. This allows you to take a picture of something and then extract that text. So I thought, well, why not use the camera for this? And then I realized uh, some benefits. So uh, what you do is you take a picture. You will be able to take a picture of uh, some printed text. And then the text that is detected in that image can be inserted into where you are typing. So, for example, if you're like myself and are horrible at spelling, and mm. I finally come to that that conclusion i've known it for years but uh it would be good for me because if i can get a picture of the name of a restaurant for example um then that'll be automatically inserted i won't have to jump between applications to be able to get that text into the search window so i can go and uh, find what's going to be for dinner so you just paste the photo you don't necessarily yep. need the text extracted from yep. it Okay. And and That's you paste amazing. the photo in and it extracts it the does text it for, for you, you right. to, it, to it put knows in the that's what you're doing. Wow, yeah. that's cool. That's even better um, than the text detected. Copy the text that's detected and paste uh -huh. that in there. Yeah, yeah. It removes all that. Okay. That's amazing. Freedom Scientific has 10 webinars come out through the month of November. You want to give us a recap of some of these uh, events that we could attend? Yeah, so I think I sent a link in uh, if you guys want to share that on the blog. A couple of things that they are doing is uh, the recap and next stage for um, the contest that they were running for the next big thing with JAWS will be held tomorrow. Um, they're also doing some more training webinars, teaching people on the new features of 2024. And then one cool thing about uh, Vespero or Freedom Scientific that they are doing with their training is uh, they're doing both advanced and basic training, which I think nice. helps hit a wide variety of people who might already know what they're doing with JAWS, but want to be more efficient or productive. So check out the Freedom Scientific blog to get more details about all of the events. Awesome. Michael, that's it. Thank you so much. We covered, uh, as usual, plenty. I'm surprised we got through it all. You guys have a great <laughs> rest of your show and catch you on the air, Kelly. Thank you, sir. Sounds good. We have Michael Babcock joining us on Mondays for our weekly Tech Talk. Coming up in just a couple of moments, a big question, folks. Something that probably when it was proposed, you stop and you'll say, really? Hmm. Uh, why does being childless still carry a stigma? Grant Hardy is going to explore that topic on our headline segment after this. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.